All right, recording should be in progress, which y'all know what this means, right? This is Generation Prey, episode five. What are we going to call this episode? My special guest right here, Axel Rico. You get the honor to name this episode. So whatever you choose, I'm going to name this episode. Well, I mean, you're you're Eddie the Bruiser Master, right? So I think this one should be called the Masterpiece, right? Masterpiece? All right. Okay. The Masterpiece. The Masterpiece. Perfect. (laughs) I love it, man. Featuring, obviously, like I said, the very special guest I got today, Axel Rico, CSW champion at the moment. Awesome, awesome. And honestly, he's a great, great guy, great friend of mine ever since I met him. He's always been a nice guy to me. Like I said, um, we've uh, we've actually never been in the ring together. No, Training. man. I know we were we were supposed to, but then uh, the day before we were supposed to wrestle, I like almost broke my heel. Yeah, I remember you were <laughs> telling me about it. It was crazy, man. Yeah, it would have been a great one though. But eventually, the fans will get it. They'll get it one day. No, I'd love to, I'd love to clash swords with uh with 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 the Bruiser. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. But if you want to <laughs> go ahead and plug your stuff man you know go ahead this is your floor right now if you want to plug it sure man thank I, I usually expect the red carpet at the end but you know if we're, we're doing it your it's your style it's the masterpiece so everything that yeah. we do today is perfect it's the best that it's going to be Hell yeah. um i'm obviously on all of the social medias you can find me at axel rico on facebook um axel rico and axel rico with four r's like you're rolling your tongue on instagram <laughs> and uh Twitter. Um, I think it's Axel Rico as well on the TikTok. We've been making a lot of good funny bits, which also, Eddie, I want you to come to a Tuesday practice so that you can join us or yeah. Saturday so that because uh, right now they're picking up steam and they're getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of headway with our, yeah. our stupid funny um, I saw the one you sent recently. School. Yeah, I saw yeah, the man. one you sent recently. That was, that was funny, man. But I'm definitely, I mean, I it sounds just, like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, dude, and just uh, whoever's listening, follow that. And, of course, you know, anybody that is affiliated with CSW, uh, Northland Pro Wrestling, you know, all the all the things that we're connected to. Because I think right now with uh, – we got uh, – <clears throat> let's see. We got JWA together. We got CSW. Of course, you're representing CSW at the Northland Pro. So, like, you yeah. got to give love to all the – Hell all the yeah. indies from in the in the Midwest area. Of course, support the local talent, even if they're not local. Still go out there and That's support true. them. Helps all of us grow. You know what I mean? Correct. But, uh, I think we should get right into it. It was a perfect start. I believe it was a really good start. But uh, yeah. how about we get into the stories, right? We all love to hear sure. stories. Owen told stories by Axel Rico himself. So I got one yeah. question for you, man. Okay. Uh, well, have you ever experienced anything crazy in your life, like anything life-changing, anything that you knew the moment that you were Axel Rico, you are like, this is me now? <laughs> well, the things that connect uh, to me being Axel Rico was, um, was probably after I graduated college, I very much was, um, you know, I, I was a big theater kid. I don't know if you got that from me, but um, ever since I was in like middle school into high school, I did a lot of improv comedy. I did a lot of theater. And um, in between that time, I always did sports and trained in the gym a little bit. You know, I was a very skinny kid, but like I, I 
you know, I, I looked fit. <clears throat> right. Were you but embarrassed that you were skinny? Nah, man. It was just, um, it was for what I wanted to do, which was like track and field, long distance, and oh, running and soccer. I was, I was like, felt good being light, but, um, but it never really, you know, it was one of those things that I was always a wrestling fan. Um, but I never, it was one of those things that's like, I thought, you know, that's just, you get picked into that. You know what I mean? You don't just like, you, right. you can't just do it. So, um, but I always felt like I was always that kid that would not be afraid to make a fool out of himself, like in, in the Same. chemistry class or what, you know what I mean? So like, I always had fun doing theater and doing improv specifically, you know, just like messing around, dancing or just doing scenes and stuff. And I took it very seriously until from like the beginning of high school slash eighth grade of middle school into college. After I graduated, I started, you know, doing shows in Chicago. I started helping out a theater. I started running shows. Um, but then when that theater closed down, I was pretty much aimless. You know what I mean? I was like, dang, what do I do? Because I have all this artistic right. things I need to get off my chest. And um, yeah, one of my friends was form. just like, yeah, dude, it's, you know, like you, you want to express yourself. You know what I mean? So like. I, I was doing one of the last shows at that theater, which was called Danger Prov. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like, um, kind of like, have you ever seen like Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it would be like short form, like fun little games. Like, you know, uh, I remember one time, like we had, we did like shock collars around our necks. Damn. And two people on the side would have like the buttons to shock. So like, oh, I would have to do a scene where it would be like, you know, if I, I have every time you make a decision, if he zaps you, he you you have to make a new decision. Oh wow! Like, really? So <laughs> it it was just fun doing stupid things like that and getting laughs. But I know um, that was like the week or the weekend before it was going to close down. And they're like, dude, I mean, we've watched WrestleMania together, we've watched Royal Rumble together. Why don't you just like take your art form into wrestling? It's like. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and that's uh, the thing. Um, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I never would expect you. You were a theater kid, like never. Yeah, big if time. I'm real with you. Like big I was time. when you just said that, right? Now, I was like, really? What? Like I, yeah, like nothing I, that's I, bad with it or anything. It's just like it's shocking. I didn't think uh you were into theater. Yeah, if you know um, Jack Moody, we actually went to we trained at the same improv theater before we met at CSW. So like, oh shit! Sure. When uh, when I saw him for the first time at my, you know, like after like a couple months of training at CSW, we like did the Spider Man meme of like yeah. pointing at each other. It's like, what? Hey, I know you, and it's like, <laughs> oh yeah. And um, what I took away from like improv and all that stuff is that like. It really helps you with promos, like big time, and being able to like help with your improvisation while talking while right. also in the ring. Like uh, me and Jack, you know, Mr. Moody, Mr. Infinity O, you know, possible, <laughs> hopeful, hopeful tag team champion very yeah. soon at CSW. Um, we both like agree that if most wrestlers just take a couple improv courses, their wrestling, their talking, their overall energy will be 10 times better. Oh, hell yeah. So just throwing that out there for anybody listening, because like 
it really does help you break the mold because it gives you that factor of like, if you already like me and you, we are not afraid. Like somebody says like, Oh, you should do this. It'll be great. Or it'll be funny. We take that ball and just go with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's yeah, why, of course. that's why I like your style. Like even in the rumble, like you just got to do what you got to do and not let anybody affect you. And I think that's why you're one of my favorites. But, like, having improv kind of gives you an extra, like, 10 points of confidence, if that makes right. sense. And if anybody were because to call you out on the spot, too, you're, like, exactly. right away, just know. Because you can have a response or you can be – you can use it. I always say, like, don't be afraid to do the pulling pulling somebody out, the you know, with the carpet out oh, the yeah. rug or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they'll never expect you to, you know, they think they have a perfect – response and all this other stuff it's like half the time they're just trying to tell you hey i'm better than you because of this it's like right. if you give a witty response that makes the crowd go nuts or the people around you go nuts then you got it in the back yeah there you go man no i mean that, that's like i said it's crazy i didn't know you did a lot of um like a theater stuff but what yeah man you, i mean i know you said like oh yeah i could do wrestling and the end like what made you really like officially do it like, was there a moment where you said, you know what, like, this is actually fun? Yeah, when I, when I, when I, you know, once that theater shut down and I was, I was pretty much like, you know, before, you know, for that theater company, I was pretty much driving from almost where, where the CSW camp is. Yeah. All the way to the north side of Chicago, which like yeah. at like three o'clock was like an hour and a half to get there. And then like an hour right. to get back. So I was doing that like three times, four times a week. And I was, it was just like my way to be like, you know what? I'm dealing with this um, traveling so much because I'm being able to express myself and give of off course. that passion. And then, and then when that stopped, I was just like, I felt like I had just gotten over, you know what I mean? Like a, like a, yeah. like a druggie trying to get back into rehab. You know what I mean? Like I right, was like, I, I, I need, you know, like I'm scratching myself being like, you know, I need something. I need, I need something. And then um, <laughs> when I found that the Bosatorium was right, like pretty much <laughs> less than a mile from where my, where my mom's apartment was at the time, I was like, no brainer, no yeah. brainer. You already knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I got, you know, even tighter pants. And then I started rolling around in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, who, who did you first train with? Well, I first started with the, with the BOZ. BOZ. Um, sticked with him. And then uh, once uh, I remember, I think, at my year or year and a half into it, that's when Boz was like, all right, you know, we're going on excursions. So he oh, took yeah. half the class and gave them to LLT. Then he took the rest of the class, so me and a couple, four other dudes, to Galley. That's oh, when I started oh. learning from uh, Tomiko Jr. Uh, did a couple sessions with uh, Gringo Loco and learning kind of like the Lucha style. Um, then, of course, you know, years happen, and, of course, this the global pandemic hits. Oh, and then yeah. I started training with um, more people that were brought in. Um, I know for a, a little second, Super Crazy was around the Chicagoland scene, and he was doing oh, wow. some seminars. A uh, big person that helped me out during that time as well was Ricky Cruz from Puerto Rico. I've heard of him, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a great dude, very smart, funny, and uh, 
he's very good at he helped me kind of read the ring that was one of the coolest things that he taught me and uh how to put a good match together as a as just overall as a wrestler and uh that was a lot of fun and then of course learning uh during that time as well sometimes mustafa ali would come by the bazatorium and stuff <laughs> and uh getting to pick his brain and overall once i started training different styles it really opened my eyes out to more how to just be a wrestler and be able to hang with anybody right i mean of course a lot of people say uh wrestling's universal it's kind of like music like music yeah. you don't have to understand the language in order to like it same with That's wrestling true, like, you don't have to like uh, once you're like really good in the ring or like you understand it like i feel like you're an opponent even if you don't understand each other you could kind of yeah. just like got that good chemistry with each other yeah learning the chemistry and learning how to work different people and being open to working different people because yeah. uh, i always use this i always use this motto it's just like everybody gets taught how to throw a baseball but everybody looks like they're throwing a different ball you know what right. i mean so like everybody gets taught you know you can get taught the same thing right next like me and eddie we can be standing right. right next to each other learning how to throw a punch but both of our punches are going to look completely different right that's that yeah, that's true that's very true same way like selling yeah. as well yeah man <clears throat> that's true i was about to say i me and you we probably like we, we could probably take the exact same punch and we're and we can do like the freeze frame of how we yeah. sell and it's completely <laughs> different <laughs> yeah, that's very true man oh and honestly one thing i've always was curious about have you ever had one of those like um like you ever just had a doubt in your mind like maybe wrestling wasn't for you yeah uh, i think i think um probably the biggest kind of like hit the brakes type moment was um probably one of the first matches i had after the pandemic because um you know it was it was it, it felt like a year that didn't exist you know so we didn't have sure. shows i don't know what you were doing in that time but all i was doing was just training 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 because like i was just waiting for like one booker to be like hey guys we can allow 10 people in our right. stadium of 50,000, you know, it's like, all right, cool. I'm in. Um, and there's this, this little promotion. I forgot, geez, what was it called? The one, uh, Luch, not, it was the other one during the pandemic during, uh, at, uh, where LLT's at at Berwyn Eagles club. And the yeah. promoter really liked me because he was Puerto Rican and he had me wrestle against super crazy. And that was the first name I'd ever worked. So I was like, it's, it's one of my first matches back from pandemic, you know, and I was like very excited, very nervous. Right. And when it didn't come out how I wanted, you know, like I, I was picturing in my head because I was such a big fan of him, you know, during the ECW days, him doing right. backflips off a, a 10 story building yeah. and landing on 50 people. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was my mindset, but, um, it didn't hit me that that was almost 20 years from when it, you know, right, <laughs> from when course. I wrestled him and, uh, and he like, you know, he was just kind of not really there. And, um, looking back at it now, I'm, I'm like, you right. know, I'm cool about it and I understand it more. But during that moment, I was like, dude, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right. like, like if I can't have a super five star match with super crazy, am I really in this? And right. that that just was just like an afterthought. And you know, once CSW started doing outside shows and pushing, and then more people started reaching out, and I was growing. And 
right. a lot of people would tell me like, dude, after, you know, before pandemic, you were like kind of whatever. And, you know, you can really tell that during that pandemic time you used, you didn't just slump around, eat cookies all day. Right. You know, you really like you were putting in it. the work. Yeah. yeah, you're pushing. Even yourself. though I will admit, I definitely ate a lot of cookies during pandemic time. <laughs> will <Yeah>. admit. <laughs> hey, there you go. No, of course. I mean, I feel like that happens to every one of us. Like at one point, you're like, you know, I really love wrestling. Maybe after, a, like, maybe one bad match could really drop your like, you know, your confidence because it sucks. Like, Seriously. I don't like having bad matches. Like, I, I always, yeah. for me, like, uh like I put myself up there. Like, I want to be like top tier. You know, I don't want to have. You know, I don't want to look bad in front of nobody. You know, because I know I know how how good I can be. I know how far I can go. You know, and that's for the longest time. I mean, a lot of people didn't know, but I, I actually left wrestling for a whole year. I was really? uh, yeah, like uh, I think I remember if you were there the first time I walked in the the Bazatorium. Mm-hmm. I remember if you were there or not, but I remember the first time I walked in, it was all new to me. Like, because you know, I I left wrestling for a whole year, so you don't know if you have ring rust. You don't know if you Oh, okay. I think I think I think I do know. Now it's all kind of connecting because uh, I I like, you know, there's there's always the grapevine of like you know hearing things, hearing things, hearing things. I know when all of you, you I always called the PPW (laughs) guys the refugees. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, But I think when I did see you come back, it I I I was I didn't connect one of you know because they didn't tell me who was who. You know what I mean? It was like Uh, all meeting people just coming together at the same time. Yeah, yeah, because like you know, we had Victor, we had Lily, we had you know what I mean. It was like right. so many new faces, and everyone was telling me, "Oh, these are all guys and girls from the PPW place, and they're trying to come <laughs> in." And like when I saw all of you guys training, you know, or uh, you know, doing things with each other and all that stuff, I I wasn't you know I was still trying to be like, okay, this is Eddie, this is you know, this is right, you know whatever, course. this is this is Adam Stallion, this you know what I mean. I didn't connect you were the one that took one year off because you definitely well the second you hit the ropes and all that stuff it was very much like it it, it you, you yeah. couldn't have told you know you couldn't have told you could me have that, told that, that i was, was gone <laughs> yeah no that yes. they uh i remember we i walked in and it was i think hades was there on the first time i came back too so you know obviously yeah. uh hades he's a really cool guy too I'm, you know he's always one guy that's been supportive yeah. Uh, same with Boss too. You know, he was always real cool. And the thing was, I remember being super nervous. They're like, man, like maybe I'm not the same I w- as I once was. I feel like mm-hmm. I was. I, I feel like now I'm I'm a lot better than I was than I was before before I left. First man, you know. And like I said, like I feel like that was one of those guys that just came out of nowhere. You know, like I came out of nowhere and I'm like, damn, like this guy's actually really good. You know, like yes. Like I said, I think it's because you're not afraid to just step up and do something. Right. A lot yeah. of people, a lot of people overthink things, especially when it comes to training or shows. They think they have to be someone that they're not, and um, that's why I always, when it comes to Tuesdays and training, and like when I like in leading class, I want people to like take it seriously, still have fun. You know what I mean? Right. But of still, course. Overall, though, like while being difficult, they ca- I call myself. I don't know if I can swear, but the honest a hole. You right, know what I mean? Course. Like. Like I seem rough, but I'm really just trying to be honest because, like, I mean, I always say, like, I wanted, I wanted that. You know what I mean? I'd rather have someone tell me, you know, someone tell me the truth, give me good, you know, stuff to tell me how to get better. 
And right, overall, course. I think that that big umbrella is just like you have to be yourself because like if you're trying to be, you know, like Rey Mysterio, then it's like everyone's going to be like, oh, hey, it's that kid that, you know, that isn't Rey Mysterio, but right. like, does Rey Mysterio things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, of course. You don't want to be just like a, a bootleg. I think that's this. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Know. Because like especially now with like our word we're doing this on smartphones we're like miles away from each other i can look up i can look right. up the not bootleg version or the wish.com version right, of, of mysterio course. and just look up a, a bomb match on my phone so like yeah, that's no, why course. i think um, you're killing it too man because like the csw rumbles where i started how's it going whoever that is <laughs> yeah, a cousin of mine um, a cousin of mine hello, right but you like you were saying uh, Hello, cousin, cousin, cousin Masters. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, I think this, the, the Rumble is obviously the CSW Rumble. If you can yeah. get people chanting your name right. during the Rumble or just in general calling you, you know, like Eddie or Axel or what. Right, know, of course. Then I no. think you've done it right because um, yeah. Obviously, gear is just gear, but like you know, if someone doesn't know you and your stuff looks like somebody else, of course they're gonna be like, "Oh, it's right. you know, it's you know, whoever it is, it's he's trying to be like Stone Cold or something." But um, if yeah, you can no, go I, out there and be yourself, that's that's what's what. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, like I said, like for me, I mean nowadays I'm not really like I don't know how to say, but I'm not really scared. I don't try, like I don't really get nervous. Uh, for me, I just want to get out there and do some work, you know, have fun and stuff. Of course, at the end of the day, like it's a business, you know what I mean? Not only that, yeah, but dude. it's like you said, like, I feel like you, you being that way, it's not really being an asshole. It's kind of just like, I mean, if a coach, if a coach in a football team, soccer team, like if they told you, hey, step up, like they're not trying to tell you, hey, you suck. They're just saying, hey, man, like, no. you know, focus and let's, you want to improve, then uh, you got to be open to like taking criticism, you know. For me, I've always told everyone, like, whether it's bad or good criticism, if you can't take it, then what are you here for? You know, are you here to learn, or are you here to just like get a get a not yeah. offended, but uh, you know, like pissed off about just because someone told you you have to do this, you know, yeah, you yeah. have to improve. You know, I don't. See Why did you wrong with sign that. up? Why did you sign up to get better and like do your dues and all that stuff if you're gonna like think you're already perfect? That's right. how, that's that's one of the best forms of uh, wisdom I taught that uh, was taught to me by uh, Ricky Cruz. That's why I, I, I appreciate his words because like it really does make sense. Like some people, like even if someone was to tell you you're perfect, you're only perfect in their eyes. You know right. what I mean? Like we all have different interests. We all have different you know points of view. You know what I mean? Like we can all like right. what I said before. Like I can look at something and think exact you know this this that and the other eddie you can be right next to me looking at the exact same thing being like this that and the other you know right, what i mean like course. so you're yeah, just man. trying to keep growing and you know if 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 you can tell me like oh dude that was awesome but then like there's a there's yeah a there's steve boss that's like you know what actually you could have done this you could have done that it's like okay i'll take all that in and right, just of course yeah man that makes sense because I mean, imagine if people just said, "Oh, you had a great match." You had a, like all you heard was, "Yeah, you're you're getting great, great, great." Like when then when when is your time to like improve something? If you're just hearing, "Oh, I'm already good," people are telling me mm -hmm. I'm good, so why would I want to improve? You know, That's like, true, man. You gotta you gotta be ready. I heard uh, I did I did a couple shows with um, what's his name Al Snow, 
and um, he said like the big leagues they want people who are coachable obviously that doesn't mean that doesn't mean just like people that are just like yes yes yeah <laughs> like it means you know still putting out there and be like okay can i can i do it again and show and try to you know what i mean like right. let me try to do that in Zaguri again but in the way that you helped me out you know of course yeah i mean that's how, that's how they see um they're improving and that's the one thing too like it uh like i mean i know i've brought it up um here and there like go what do you do you feel like you have a match that made you like uh uh like where you know you already had it in you like you know that that's the mm -hmm. moment you turn into axel rico you know, like, yeah. you know, you were just like, all right, after this match, after this match that happened, now I really feel like I'm a, I'm a pro wrestler. <laughs> I feel like I have it in me now. Uh, I think, I think it was, I think I have two because, um, one helped me not just be like a, hey, look guys, let's high five, you know, type wrestler right. that any, you know, I, I always find the like, hey, let's go high five, high five you know, doesn't really interact with the crowd is very like, of course. you know, one of the things that anybody can do, you know what I mean? Um, at, at Galley Lucha, when, uh, when I turned on, uh, one of my partners for the first time and got everybody to boo me, right? that like opened my eyes because I'd never decided to be a bad guy. Right. And when it, when it hit and like, it made the things that I do, like the little things that I do, mean more. And I'd had way more crowd, like, you know, reaction than just like, yay, he did a drop kick. Right. You know what you I know. mean? Like, you know, felt, you know, feeling like, what am I, you know, I'm doing the things that I felt right. I'm doing flashy things, but nobody really cares. But then when I was able to do the flip, right. and become like, a bad guy at galley for the first time because i was still only doing like rumbles here maybe a, a little thing there at you know chicago style in wisconsin right. nothing nothing crazy but when i really turned for for the first time and was like doing little things but you know interacting more with the crowd it really opened my eyes it's like okay you know i like cracked my back you know what i mean like i think i can do this i think i know you know, it felt like I could flow with it. I can like move with it. I can like, I know what I, what I'm going to say. I know what I'm going to do next. And it didn't feel like I had to be like, all right, at this point I'll do this and right. this and this. And if they don't react like this, I'm going to be like, you know, <laughs> what, let's, let's blow my brains out, you know? And, um, right, of course, I think on the opposite side of that spectrum, I think, um, uh, after, you know, during this crazy run of uh, 2022, um, just being able to go against, you know, Inestra, yeah. then go against a couple people, especially one of them was Hades at CSW, and then be in a, a four-way contender match against, or a gauntlet match against Joey Avalon, and then being the last participant to come out and just hearing the roar right of the crowd like you know this guy's the one that will eventually like that we dethrone. want yeah we want yeah we want him to dethrone and i remember like walking into that show being like why am i here you know i've been doing pretty good matches before i've been connecting i've been doing this that and the other but i didn't feel like i was ready and then right. um when i came out and heard 
you know, just the natural reaction of people right. and all that stuff. It it turned my brain. It's like okay, because like a lot. I always, you know, especially for us, man, that big thing is like you got to be yourself and all that yeah. stuff. But sometimes the crowd loves seeing you grow. Yeah, you know. True. So they at CSW they saw me as the like, yay! You know, I'm gonna try to throw somebody out and win this rumble. Oh, Dang it! I'm I'm not gonna win for two whole years. Right. You know, pandemic hits. I come back, and you know, I've just been like, you know, why did you guys boo me? You know, I was just stuck in the rumble, kick, kick butt, kick butt, yeah. kick butt. Of course. Get title match, lose. Title match, lose. Title match, lose. And then eventually just start worrying about myself and kicking ass, and just seeing that gradual grow. I guess connected to the to the CSW faithful, and then now. I went from right. rumbles for two years straight to being that guy's like, you know, uh, he'll wrestle, uh, you know, this guy today, and then <laughs> right, you're reliable. They know you can work with anyone. That's right, man. I mean, like, I I just got my crap kicked out of me by Jacob Fatu, and that I was, was able crazy. to that was crazy. <laughs> and not die, you know. But uh, yeah, man, no, it definitely. Uh, Is a, was a work in progress, but I'm happy that I went through the the mud and all that stuff to get to where I'm at. Yeah, man, it, it feels better too when you know you earned it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't just given to you, but you know yourself. Like even personal goals, when you complete them, you're like, you know what? Like I did it myself. Like nobody else gave it to me. Nobody sure. else. You know, like I did it every single time. I proved that I was worthy. You know, and Correct, I man. and I showed up and I worked twice as hard as everybody else did. Yeah. But, as uh <laughs> yeah you know so but as the time goes down uh we got about like six minutes it says right here okay uh Sweet. yeah it's just quick and simple right that's what i told these uh i try to do with these podcasts is make it quick and simple you know but give it a little bit of give it a little heart and meaning of all that stuff but yeah. definitely one thing i Tell always a do story right of course <laughs> you know what i mean because people want to get to know axel rico you know people want to see these interactions with the bruiser and Axel Rico himself, but you know, like I said, uh, as we're going down, as the timer's going down, uh, one thing I do for every single podcast is something, leave something memorable for everybody. Like, give a little memorable quote, whatever you want to say. You know, what oh, do you? Oh man, think? I was about. To, let me let me think because I've already I've already popped a couple like crazy inspirational stuff, but um, yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say well one. Um, before I give kind of like one, it's just, especially with, um, I don't, you know, whenever you're listening to this and whatever, but, um, Jay Briscoe just recently passed away and, uh, I didn't really know him that well. I'd, I'd like, I think I'd met him once. I gave him like a fist bump at warrior wrestling and all that stuff. But, um, when it comes to like that, you know, and people and good people, like, you know, when I, when something like that happens and everybody's reaching out and putting out good things that even though he was a bad guy good guy in the ring and all that stuff outside of that he was always a good dude right um, i always say like don't be afraid to reach out to someone like if you haven't talked to somebody in you know this many years or whatever maybe one thing happened and you guys you know like maybe a friendship was kind of lost but you're you always have that feeling of like You know, ah, I wish it didn't end this way. Like, don't be afraid to say, like, hey, you know, how are you? Let's catch up because right. you never know what can happen. And it's better to be, like, 
you know, talk to each other and at least know or settle things down and wish the best for somebody instead of having that lingering over like, you know, it was never resolved. I wish, I wish, I wish. And of course that goes into my like inspirational things. Like that's what made me a wrestler. That's what made me want to do this crazy life is uh, I, I thought to myself, you know, too many, too many what ifs before. And when I was like, what if I become a wrestler? Don't make the what ifs happen, make them a reality. Right. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I hope everyone heard that loud and clear. I hope you heard all his <laughs> stories loud and clear and the audio wasn't like cut off or anything. Yeah, I, so. I hope everybody is also able to just break hack into this before it's even out and just listen to all the words, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, no, because usually I'm worried that, uh, you know how you have the headphones on? Like imagine they didn't have no microphone. Like I could hear you, but what if the audio didn't hear you? <laughs> But I'm pretty sure. I was about to say, man, if if we have to do this all again, I don't even think I'll remember half the stuff I just said. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> no, I'll make sure we won't have to do it again. Unless I accidentally delete it, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> right? But no, I mean, like I said, y'all, honestly, it was a great time talking to Axel Rico himself. He's a great guy. Uh, always been a nice guy, man. Like I said, a nice, cool-ass friend as well. Uh, we don't hang out as often, but I know for sure. If we ever kick back, I know for sure we'll have a fun time. Yeah, yeah, dude, we just live too far away from each other, I think. For real, man, I think that, that sucks. <laughs> I live far away from yeah. a lot of you guys, too. But I know. Oh, well, eventually it'll happen. And well, once I turn 21 in like about seven months, let's get let's hurry up. Get older sooner, okay? <laughs> right. But anyways, yeah. thank you, everyone, for uh, listening today to this uh, very special podcast. Thank you for listening to the Masterpiece right. episode. You know, there we go. there's a yeah. lot of good people, just two dudes having a great conversation. And it's, Hell yeah. and it's you know, get ready for the next episode because it's just got to keep getting higher and higher. Let's be on the lookout for the next episode. Be a fun time. We'll see who we have next. I'm pretty sure the next episode is going to be Wrestling Andy, Irish Ooh. Wrestling Andy. So it's going to be a good one. And, and uh, keep your eyes out for the for the Axe Rico versus Eddie the Bruiser match, whenever that is. Yeah. yeah, whenever that comes, it's gonna be a great one. I already know it is. So thank you guys for listening and Generation Prey Baby episode five going live soon. <laughs>